so you can't be the chosen one and have a 401k. It's just no, not part of it. You would be too bogged down with responsibility <laughs> once to you, do anything interesting. Once you understand taxes, the world at large does not... Uh, it really shrinks the world really. into, wow, I just need to find a job. <laughs> if a wizard appeared to me right now and was like, Being the chosen Claire, one you're the chosen one. Pay very well. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, so what are the benefits? PTO package? Do I get... So I also have to graduate, and then I can be an Auror, but I didn't get any money for, like, defeating the Dark Lord Root. Um, <laughs> Capitalism is a mess. Can you explain the health insurance package? The big, there is none. I'd be like, well, what happens if I get hit with a hex? You gotta pay for that out of pocket? Yeah. No. Can't. Can't afford that. Welcome to season four. Uh, get it. Get it. Get it. Ah! <laughs> ah! Uh, uh, yeah! Show them Boom, boom, pa, pa, boom, yeah. boom, 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 pa, 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 Very descriptive. I'm nailing it. Welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And we are, well, I guess we were in season four last week, but this feels like regular season four. We're sitting in it now. Now we're fully seated in our four square. Immersed. In the fanfic. We're deep, we're deep into season four, and by deep, I mean just the tip. Two. Two? Second. Yes. We've crossed... We've been here for a week. We've been here We're for so deep. We're so deep. Can you feel it? Can you feel us yet? Can you feel us yet? No. No. Is that it? Are we in yet? Are we in yet? This is not the Patreon. Anywho, so yes, uh, our editor Josie, who is a much bigger book person. Yes. What would you like a Book fan sounds yes. Incorrect. It's that she's more immersed in the book culture. pop culture yes. than like because it's not to say we don't like the pop yes. culture of books. Yes, it's like she's the hipster equivalent for like books where she's like on the cutting edge of all of what is hip in Hot. the book talk that we don't know about. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, you and I are just reading whatever we'd like. Literally anything that comes my way, probably. Yeah. Yep. Whatever. Whatever pops yeah. up on my list at the library. Yes. She. <laughs> She's uh, reading the equivalent. Yeah, she's reading the equivalent of whatever the hottest band is, and you and I are like, you know what's nice? Folk music. You know what's nice? Any books. Any books. <laughs> we're like listening. Whatever I put on my list a while ago and haven't read yet. Yeah, we're just listening to whatever whatever comes on the radio. Yes. So with that in mind, um, I think we, we've done this a little bit. This season, we're going to do it more than we have, which is reading fic from fandoms that we are not a part of. Yes. <laughs> so we are reading about uh, the Grishaverse. Is that the last? No, that's the place that the books take place in grisha 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 i was listening to the audiobook and so they it's like grisha hmm. the, uh, it's that i think josie says grisha the audiobook said grisha that's tomato I, tomato i thought it was grisha and but grisha grisha refers more to like the like there are people who are oh grisha. it's a group of people yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. it's like they're a witch gotcha so okay. us so it's like you're equivalently saying like which verse? Yes. Okay. No, that makes sense. Because I knew there was a lore behind the word that yep, yep, was yep. not the author. Yes. And this is the series uh, that is uh, Shadow of Bones. This is um, Six of Crows. Six of Crows. And there's another one I don't know. That's like this other duology that has the name. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> this is all that jazz. You have read Six of Crows. Yes. yes okay. Yes. Or have read most of it. Yep. Okay. Yep. What's was- your, do you have any impressions? Number one, I read the audiobook and that was a weird way to read it because there were six different voice actors. Oh, no, that sounds bad. And uh, yeah, I uh, can't say I recommend that style, um, but it was it was very entertaining. The universe is like very 
very fleshed out. The characters mm-hmm. are very well formed. And so like the pro the like cool part of reading Six of Crows is like there's lots of good backstory stuff like as you're like going mm, along. Cause I, okay, because I was wondering if of this like universe of books, what or if any pieces intertwine or if they are just in the same world that this person has built. Like do the characters pop in and out of different portions of their like trilogy or duology yeah. if i remember what josie said is it's kind of i think for the most part they just exist in the same universe mm-hmm. but it's like that they're probably connected by some line just trying it, to follow the shadow hunters business was oh, like no. okay it's like multiple decades yes. across time and space. it's like trying to explain a family tree and i didn't think it was as complicated as that one but i know there was a lot of characters at the very yes. least that could intertwine and i'm sure like probably one or two characters probably like makes cameos in the others sure but yeah i don't think it's as as tangled a web as shadow hunters okay that's my yes. understanding so like i said i have not read this book so i am gleaning a lot of understanding from like the wiki fan pages yeah, yeah. Uh, as well as from like the author of the fic which we will get into but the key um piece of this and the reason the other reason that we're doing specifically um uh, Shadow Bones is that the show is coming out, so we figured it'd be nice and topical and fun for you guys who are just joining the fandom uh, now that the show is coming out. Which I will also watch the show, and then I'll probably know why I sound like an idiot right now. <laughs> It'll be fun in post. The reason I liked this one, so uh, I because of because I don't know the fandom, I was like in a weird place of like, okay, do I want to like get into like spoilers and I was like no I probably don't so I avoided like the second two books in this trilogy and just focused on Shadowbone and then I was also like do I like what do I want to do who is this for is this for people who have read the books this is for people like me who are just like jumping in and so I found like a what I think is a good happy medium in which uh so there's the main character whose name is Alina she has like the power of light so she can like create light um and this is in direct uh opposition to the villain who is called the darkling <laughs> and who, who, for complicated reasons, later has a name, but in this one, they're just the Turkling. Which, like, that's I, fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, it's like Fleabag. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fleabag. they are, uh, yeah, kind of a sort of like not heroes to villains, enemies to lovers, <laughs> heroes to villains. <laughs> they have a complicated uh, canonical relationship. Good. And so this one was fun to me because not only is the Darkling um, gender bent, so it's a girl, but also it's from uh, the Darkling's perspective, which the main book is in Alina's perspective. So it's kind of like a fun, like, canon uh, scene, but from a different perspective. So it's like, it's fun for everybody involved. I think. I think that's where we're going. So this is, uh, yes, Haunting Me, Haunting You by the author Daddy Yums. Which I also really liked. Are you related to Daddy Yankee? The yes. Ra- the rapper? <laughs> yes. Is that your older brother? <laughs> they have the same first name, but not the same last name. Yeah, it's like uh, in China how your oh, okay. yeah, forename is. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, that's... So this is... I get... <laughs> of the family daddy. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, I'll, um, I'll read the author's input. So I was able to get in touch with the author, which was nice. It's a recently written fic. I actually think it might have been written in May. Cool. Yeah. So this is what the author said. I let I let them know that I was like not in this fandom. So I was like, hey, what should people know if they don't know this book and they want to read your fic and know what's going on? So Shadow and Bone essentially revolves around the idea of a literal conflict between light and dark, which I talked about with like Alina Lightling and Darkling. <laughs> yes, Alina is the lightling. <laughs> Correct. Yep, accurate. 100 <laughs> percent Can you imagine explaining <laughs> like I'm Darkling? I'm Lightling. <laughs> Sounds like a superhero like fairy. Or it does. <laughs> 
Cute. Uh, so Alina is a sun summoner. That's what, that was the word I was trying to find. Summoner. You know, YA has so many different verbiages. Has the power of the sun, and the Darkling is a shadow summoner, so obviously they're exact opposites. Uh, and the dynamic they share is very appealing to a lot of people because it's um, it's not really a yin-yang. It's just like a literal opposite. I love that. They don't co- they complement each other because they're direct opposites. A real oil vinegar, shake them up, becomes a nice balsamic. Yeah, you can't have light and darkness. <laughs> this is one. <laughs> One's going to win. If you shake it real good, though, it's balsamic vinegar. Yes. It's a good dressing. <laughs> So yeah, he he is a man canonically in the book. So he is powerful and wants to use it for what he perceives as the right thing. Sure. No matter the cost, which is a very like, you know, selfish villain yeah, trope. Yeah, yeah. Um so the conflict is between like what is right in whose eyes. Yeah. Versus like pure good and evil. Um and then personally, the uh, author wanted to create a more sapphic pairing. <laughs> nice. And it was it's fully inspired by like joking around with friends about gender bent villains. Love that. <laughs> and the gender bent darkling. And that it would be fun. So you don't really need a lot of information, I guess, going into the actual fic, but just that like the darkling is a woman in this one. Uh and then also this is uh the chapter that's out, I think there's a couple more out at this point when we're uploading, but this is going to be a very long fic. Okay. So this first chapter is pretty canon-alliant, um, but the rest of it's going to diverge. Okay. And then for the author, her name is Amelia. She lives in Washington. And personally, she got into fan fiction as a way to like expand on relationships in books by reading what the possibilities were and writing them. Started writing and reading around 2017, and then got into the Actar, which is a crown of snakes what is it a crown of thorns, thorns and, and roses rice <laughs> a crown of tar and really good razors. <laughs> a crown of thorns and roses i think that's what i said the first time which i think is actually right sometimes your first guess is the right one but sometimes the more fun one is a, crown. a cup of tannins and rosé <laughs> give Somalia. us your best fake agatar puns uh, on our Twitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> a crown of... Thorns and roses. I'm like 85% sure. Yep, thorns and roses. Yeah, 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 that would make sense because thorns and roses typically go together. <laughs> so chapter one, uh, the whole fic again is called Haunting Me, Haunting You, but the first chapter is called And Every Time I Let Go. Ooh, what's our drink, by the way? Oh, yes. Oh my God, I totally forgot. So, <laughs> so it's vodka, grape schnapps, Sprite, and lemon juice. <laughs> But it looks really classy. Like, it's, like, really cute. It like, is very light, cute. purple. Grapes of darkness. Um, and so I was like, this uh, looks like something a fancy female villain would drink, but it seems like it was made by a child, which, let's remember, all these are 17-year-olds. Yes. <laughs> so this is probably what they would drink. Come into it. Ooh, it's so Smell very smelly. Grapey. Mm. <sighs> yep, that seems like something a child would make. It's not bad. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm processing it. It has a very nice finish. Mm-hmm. The aftertaste, I feel like I'm breathing great. Oh, but. also, okay. And I wanted vodka because this takes place in like a alternate universe, sort of a Russia. Oh. Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, we got to do vodka. Well, and, and just... as I as I sip it, it's going down easier. Right. So. Like after the initial like, oh, <laughs> this is what this is. It's like an alcoholic grape Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> it's kind of lingering in my throat like cough medicine. So, as as we read, remember, drink this drink and be reminded that these are all 17-year-olds yep. leading armies and shit. <laughs> there are too young to drink, but they're old enough to be the chosen one. Apparently, always. Every time. Always. All right, here we go. She had been in the bath when the news arrived. News of the searing burst of light that ripped across the shadow fold. News of an entire nest of Volcra fleeing from the light. 
and she was intrigued. Perhaps it was the desire within her to finally abolish the abomination that was the Shadowfold, or perhaps it was the desire to meet her equal, someone who even came close to her threshold of power. She thought of the squalors like Zoya, beautiful and powerful, but even with her amplifier, Zoya would never meet her level of power. The soldier had burst through the charcoal curtains which surrounded her tent, looking disheveled and out of breath. A bead of sweat had trickled down the soldier's nose as he realized that he had come across the Darkling naked in the bath in her private quarters. That's why he got a knock first. A, a curtain. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Just With your voice. Just like slapping fabric. Darkling. Darkling. Ma'am. Ma'am. Yeah, don't walk on. I, I think I think she might actually be like 17. I, I don't keep track. They're all about that age. Sure. So not ideal. He had lifted his head up slightly, eyes darting to the ceiling of the tent. Oh, I should have looked up this Russian. Moya Sovrenyi. He had stuttered out, which I assume means, like, forgive me, please. So sorry. <laughs> Moya Sovrenyi. Please forgive me for my intrusion, but there are reports of an entire skiff being surrounded by light. It appears that this light might have managed to fend off an entire nest of Volkra. His legs seemed to wobble when he said Volkra, the creatures occupying the fold, with their long, skin-like wings and their mouths full of teeth that could be knives. They ensnared that only a fraction of those seeking to pass through would make it out alive. Typical Russia. Classic. <laughs> I, you know, sounds right. I've never been, so. This sounds like the Russia I full -ass skin have, creatures. have heard of. Nasty. It would be cold. Like Russia's monster. Thin skin in Russia? No, thank you. You'd need to cover those wings up with some good fur. All the fur has flaked off because of uh, the cold. No. <laughs> oh, my skin would peel. No, thank you. In Russia, the fur leaves you. Oh, God. Her head had turned. And what of the witnesses? She shifted in the tub, crossing her arms across her breasts. They're on their way to the main tent as we speak, Moya Sevrani. I reckon about ten minutes out. Her feet shuffled across the floor, clearly uncomfortable with the position he was in. Send news of my coming arrival, then. You are dismissed, unless there is anything else you must communicate. She had lifted her brows. The soldier shook his head and turned around and swiftly left the tent. Sitting up in the tub, she arched her back, feeling the impact of her wet hair greeting her shoulders. She stood up, reaching for a towel, and clambered out of the tub. Drying herself off, she walked towards where a clean kefta lay and put it on. Don't know what a kefta is. Oh, that's, um, it's like kefta? a, I think it's like, like a robe kind of mm. deal, like one of... Oh, okay, which would make sense yeah. if we are... Out of the bath, going outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the heavy, it's like a heavy wool. Yeah, blade. I think it might be like the underline, like, like it mm. becomes like an undershirt kind of deal. Oh, I think okay. that's, sure. I think a, that's it. It's something. Yeah. The heavy wool of the garment lay snug against her. She reached up and touched her hair, still damp. She'd have to improvise with it. She reached around to her desk, taking a ruddy pencil and twisting it into her hair, forming a sad excuse of a bun. It would have to do. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a, it's very, uh, fancy it's robe a, dress. Yeah, it's a, like, it's that fantasy, like, it, Yeah, it looks very dress, fantasy. Like, uh, pi like that like pirate jacket. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So it's like on steroids. Oh, okay, like a, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense than like a bathrobe, which is not I right. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Th I knew it wasn't a bathrobe, but I had wool on your bare, wet skin. Sounds. We've discussed my wool allergy. This would not do well for <laughs> you me. You would immediately break out in lives. <laughs> ah. Bring me something without wool. I swear to God, you would not do well in Russia. No, it as would a, not as a whole. No, I'm a I'm a delicate princess, and my family could not have lived in Russia. She strode out of her tent, signaling to the guards. The crisp morning air hit her nostrils, and she took in a deep breath. She stared at the surrounding trees, at the contrast between the bright morning sky and the wall of shadows just miles from them, at the birds crowing, and at the busy divisions of the people at the camp. As they moved along the Grisha sector, a silence fell. The Darkling rarely came out into the open, let alone with her hair wet and looking rather ill-prepared for whatever event was thrown in front of her. 
The silence was momentary, though, as the main Grisha tent sat a mere thirty paces away. She thrust open the cream-colored curtains, walking into the tent. A tent was a generous word for it, she thought. The ceilings resembled those in Os Alta, vast and tall, almost seeming to reach the heavens. Vast rugs spanned across the floor, and furniture adorned almost every wall of the tent. She passed a group of alchemy surrounding a table, and bunch- I'm gonna say these words wrong, I apologize in advance. There's, this, is a, this is different names for groups of people, and I'm going to butcher them. I think I said alchemy right. Uh, and bunches of corporalki- <laughs> fuck. Corp- Corporalki. 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 Cor- sure. And bunches of corporalki wa- waiting for the f- uh, around the food tables, all <laughs> eyeing at a pastry tray. She walked down to a raised black dais surrounded by etheralki. Etheralki? Etheralki? Etheralki. Etheralki. That sounds like when I was trying to say dothraki and I was doing it wrong and yes. I got made fun of. <laughs> an intricate throne-like chair made of ebony ornamenting. Or a, an intricate thorn-like chair made of ebony ornamenting it. Sure. Mm, that's cute. Very cute. Very dark. <laughs> yeah, I love a good... I love ebony. A girl stood up, her blue kefta adorned in silver, indicating her to be a squalor. She beckoned with a small motion of her hand. Moya Savroni, your hair. Would you like me to help you with it? She batted her eyelids. Zoya, as charming as always, sauntered closer. I could summon a bit of air to help dry it. The Ooh. darkling, yeah. <laughs> the darkling did not respond. Summon me a blowout. But merely lifted an eyebrow in amusement. Lifting her hand up to her hair, she pulled the pencil out of it, allowing her dark hair to fall along her neck. Zoya raised a hand, and a burst of warm air surrounded her head. Her hair spun around in the wind, and within moments was dry. I hope it looks cute. My hair does not look cute when Mine the wind dries it. Mine would look straight up. <laughs> like, <laughs> it would look like I, like, static clinged my hair with a balloon. <laughs> it's I, just, like, out in a circle. I would look like a tangled mess. I would look like a feral child. I assume, maybe, I assume Zoya's pretty high up, because she's serving, like, the Darkling, which sounds like the leader of this encampment at the yeah. very least, and so has pretty good control over her powers, and maybe can, like, somehow use the air, like how a blow dryer oh, yeah, can yeah, use yeah, it yeah. to straighten. Yeah, maybe the wind has never been, like knew it would get I would get mad at it if it messed up my hair. Yeah. Send my greatest thanks to your teacher at oh no. Miss Nazulinsky. <laughs> Nazulinsky. <laughs> that their endeavors in education have paid off and has led to you becoming my personal hairdresser. Zoya's cheeks flushed pink and hurried back towards the other squalors, now riddled with murmurs of laughter. She walked up several steps, sitting herself in a chair, looking out to the sea of Grisha before Grisha. Grisha, before her. The alchemy she had passed only moments ago were now yelling at each other, faces covered in ash, and several eyebrows singed off. The, pa- <laughs> the pastry tray that had previously laid full of goods was now empty, and several corporalki. I think this is maybe their, like, hour? Because sure. it's like, someone's laughing at me, but etheralki would be like ether, corporal is like body, alchemy sounds like chemistry, like, oh, like yeah. a yeah, potion yeah, 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 yeah. That's my guess. Tell me if I'm right. <laughs> Uh, cor- the, da, da, da. And several corporalki uh, looked like they were going to be sick, as others surrounded them, laughing. So they've gotten into some kind of magic fight over these patries, is what I'm gathering from the scene. Love it. Oh, uh, man. Did the corporale, like eat all of the pastries that's why they look sick i don't know well because my thinking was like a corporal key could like make you or your body feel sick but they're the ones feeling sick so now i don't know i'm wondering if they like did they like transport the pastries into their stomach <laughs> he's so disconcerting would <laughs> yep <laughs> that's like ruin it's like if i if we're gonna fight over it i'm gonna just ruin it for everybody and put it directly into my stomach without tasting it Right? Because this is like, that's like the magic equivalent of I'm going to turn this bus around. Yes. 
<laughs> none of us can go to Disneyland. Now the croissant, none of us had. No one got to taste it. Just in my body. Then came silence. The brigade of First Army officers walked down the tent, several being held up by their fellow soldiers. A round man appeared the most disheveled, eyes wide and frantic. Behind him, several ranking officers marched, demeanors almost frantic and scared, holding a girl between their arms. They stopped in front of the dais. Dais? That's, the, that's like a platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know how to pronounce it. A stout man stepped forward and gave a command. More soldiers appeared through the tent opening. This time, those who accompanied them were injured or looked as if the fear as if fear was the only emotion they had ever known. <laughs> Good. Drama. The same commander looked at a younger man, no older than 25, she thought. Captain, report. Captain is spelled in Russian, but I don't want to try and pronounce it differently. Captain! Cap no, that's like Cap French. Captain. Captain. <laughs> that's just with an accent. But <laughs> I assume it means captain. He stepped towards the dais and with a gulp began to recant the events on the fold. Approximately 30 minutes into the crossing, we were set upon by a large flock of Volkra. We were pinned. His voice became silenced to the darkling, her eyes fixating on the girl. She had stopped there and not shown the slightest expression of worry or fear. Not until the others had been ushered in. Quite strange, she thought. Most who survived a Volcra attack wouldn't stop talking about it, either bumbling about fear or about their own personal triumph against the beasts. Suddenly, the crowd murmured, snapping her attention back to the young captain, who continued on. The Volcra scattered and the light disappeared. I ordered us back to the dry dock immediately. And the girl? Her eyes grew wide, as if realizing that she was truly in the center of this. The captain looked down. I didn't see the girl. Moya Zavroni. <laughs> I really changed the way this word says. So... Sovrenya. Sovrenya. Moya Sovrenya. She raised an eyebrow, putting her hands on the armrests of the chair. Oh, oh, it means, oh, I figured this out. Okay, Moya probably means my, and Sovrenya means like my, my sovereignty. So like oh, my, yeah. my princess. My queen. My, my queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, my, my royal leader. Yeah, okay, yeah, we figured yeah, it yeah. out. We know languages. <laughs> turns I was out. like, they're saying it in weird context. No, it's turns because out. it means my liege. My liege. My liege. Context clues. Wow. Like we went to high school. <laughs> no child left behind. We didn't fail our AP English class. No, sir. No, no. Uh, she raised an eyebrow, putting her hands on the armrests of the chair and standing up. Who actually saw what happened? The crowd burst into chatter, both Grisha and Soldier alive with gossip. A plump man stepped forward. Well, what did you see? said the commander. Uh, he began to recount his woes on the fold. Nonsense of regret and wishes. He motioned to the girl. They were everywhere. They tried to go after her. Alina Star Starkov. Yeah, Alina Starkov. After her and the tracker, she saw the girl, Alina, look over at her, uh, look over at one of the men surrounded by her guards, her eyes wide in worry, and then turning into anger. And where were you? She snapped. Several Grisha gasped, the men looking mortified. You saw the Volker attack us. You saw that thing take Alexei. Why didn't you help? She continued. The man stuttered out in defense, spit flying from his mouth as he went on about not being able to do so. Her eyes narrowed. Well, maybe Alexei would still be alive if you had gotten off your bony ass to help us. Several Grisha laughed out, uh, let out laughs. The man's face lit up with a mixture of rage and embarrassment. The commander yelled for silence and told the man to continue. The tracker went down. She was beside him. The Volcra, that thing, was going to attack. And then she lit up. As soon as the words left his mouth, the Darkling stared at Alina. She blocked up the sounds of the outrage from the Grisha, the yells of agreement from the soldiers. She watched as Zoya stood up, annoyance painting her face. This is absurd. What are you suggesting, old man? That you found us a sun summoner? With this, the crowd burst into argument. A large, oh uh, no. Fabricator. <laughs> Fab it's fabricator, but it's got a K in it. A large fabricator stormed up to Zoya and began to argue. The soldiers started to yell into the support of Alina that the Grisha were wrong. The Darklings still looked at Alina. 
She looked tired and weary, like her guard had suddenly dropped. She took a step forward. Quiet! The Darkling didn't have to raise- oh, shoot. Quiet. <laughs> the Darkling didn't have to raise her voice. <laughs> we have to, but- She's power- she's, she's got power in her stance. <laughs> she- yeah. She- people see her and just take her seriously. Quiet. She's not Kylo Ren. I'm really imagining, like, a female Kylo Ren. Right. It's not what that is right she's, no. got, she's got a quiet- Russian uh, somber power. She's more like a General Huxley in Star Wars. Sure. Which one is he? Is he the redhead? He's the redhead. Ah, uh, no, no. General he Hux. yells too. Yeah, he also he yells. Also, all of them yell. None of them are Russian at all. Who's quiet in Star Wars? No one. Uh, uh, if we're going on the like pasty man with black hair, she's a lot more Snape-like. Who never yells. Oh, but, turn the page. But but seventeen and a god girl. You know, so not really like Snape, but like. We gotta make parallels. <laughs> the Darkling didn't have to raise her voice. The crowd let a blanket of silence fall upon them. Tracker, you were there with her. What did you see? Upon the man being called forward, Alina's eyes grew wide, and she started to move towards him, only to be held back by the captain. The Tracker droned on with a displeasing tone in his voice, that the girl had come on top of him, and that she had lit up, or that she had lit up. Yep. Once again, the crowd erupted, but this time in murmurs. Now what do you say, Alina Starkov? The Darkling said, a playful tone in her voice. There's been some sort of mistake. I didn't do anything. A rasp let out from her voice. She sounded as, sounded as if she was crying, but no tears left her face. Well, I would like to think that I would have been aware if there was a sun summoner in Raika. Now, say that you didn't... Now Ravka. You, Rav, oh, that's a V. You know, seeing is... The audiobook has helped me. Uh, yep. It looks like a Y, because letters are stupid. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dyslexia is a real disease. I might have it. Who knows? Right. I can't spell for shit. I also can't. <laughs> Is there a spectrum of a dyslexia that I could uh, be a kind of on? Sure. Because <laughs> my spelling is bad and I've never well, been able to read Well, there's not like a medication well. you can go on. It's just like you learn how to cope with having dyslexia. So like, sure. Sure. <laughs> now, you say that you didn't do anything. Alina gazed into the Darkling's eyes. That's correct. Nothing. Murmurs arose from the crowd once more. Something stopped those Volcra, and something saved those skiffs. She walked towards Alina. Fingers lifting a ring from her ring finger to her index. A talon-like blade emerging from it. Oh, cool. What? Ooh. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, so she's got a ring with a knife in it. And it's just like a... <laughs> knife! <laughs> no! <laughs> she's just approaching her, which I think she's going to intimidate her, but let's see. <laughs> I forgot about this part. What do you have there? A knife! No! How would you hide a talon in a ring? <laughs> that must be a thing in the actual book, because, like, I don't know who would think of That's that. That's so cool. I have stabby looking rings, but they don't emerge. That sounds like I would cut my knuckles. It's that some of the Grisha have like powers to like, like the fabricators can like make metal twist hmm. and turn. So mm -hmm. like maybe it's like one of that dealios. Sure. Make a knife. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, not going to question the physics of the size of a ring. Also, it's kind of funny. It's like move it from the ring finger to the index finger. Yeah. To be like, so, this okay, one's got wait. more stabby abilities. She walked towards Alina, fingers lifting a ring from her ring finger to her index. A talon-like blade emerging from it. Yeah. I assume she's putting it on, but maybe she's just holding it. I don't know. I'll figure it out. It only works when it's on your index, your pointy finger. Sure. Point. So it, stab. So that it doesn't like cut your knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Lift up your sleeve. Alina gulped, the realization of what was about to happen. I didn't do anything, I swear. The Darkling lifted her eyebrows. Alina lifted her sleeve. Now, let's see what you can do, shall we? She dragged the blade across Alina's forearm, a searing burst of light exploding oh! from the cut. Ah! <laughs> that would be so alarming. <laughs> ah! Alina's terrified eyes were met of the power-hungry ones of the Darkling. 
You and I are going to change the world, Alina. And with that, she signaled to Ivan to take Alina away. She walked to the exit hearing, er, behind the Diaz, hearing the yells of the Grisha and the pleas of Alina. I'm not what you think I am. Please, she whispered. I doubt you even know what you are. <gasps> what? And... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. So, yes. Very, like, well, okay. And so what I liked about this, it, like, really got to the core of, like, YA uh, fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here is the special one. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da. I'm not the main character. I'm the one eating a croissant in the back. Yeah, this is, like, a short story uh, that someone would then later probably adapt into a full novel. But I'm like, okay, we got a whole thing going on. I love it. We have a lot of different powers. We found the special one immediately. She, as always, did not know she was the special one because Why would she? reasons. She just she burst into light multiple times. She just thought everyone burst into light when they were cut. Sure. Yeah. See, okay. Th- this is my thing with Lay. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, wait a minute. Because there are multiple, uh, this one included, where like, you like bleed different or something different happens when your like skin is cut. And I'm like, do these people go 17 years of life without ever cutting their skin on accident? Because like I was a mess of a child. So I was bleeding constantly. Like I would have known immediately if I had like light coming out of my pores. <laughs> I to this day, I'm still a mess. I have a scar in my hand yeah. from scraping it on like a basket because I was trying to reach a piece of candy. You would have figured out real quick. <laughs> my skin is made of paper. <laughs> I can't be the chosen one because my skin is too delicate. It, well, not even that, but just because, like, you would have been like, ah, wow, light's coming out of me. Mom, is this, like, a normal thing? And she would have been like, no, we that's... gotta hide you in a cave. I'd be like, damn it. I'm like, that's the thing you would remember as a child. Like, what? you would be, like, affected. You're like, one day I was a normal kid, next day I skinned my knee, light shone out of my knee, and then I didn't get to see and my friends anymore. And then my mom hid me away, and I was like, what's going on? But mom, I'll never skin my knee again. And she's like, you... Right. Can't well, because that. that's what ha- with a like was that Rapunzel where like yeah. she, she gets taken and so like that was at birth. But like yeah, if your parent like hid you away because they were the special one, and it was because some like very traumatic and obvious thing happened, I feel like you probably remember. Oh man, these are the loopholes that I. This is why I fight with myself when I read YA. Same. I can't let it wash over me. Yeah, there's something I can't quite always. Sus- I like try really hard to suspend my disbelief, but then it's like. I, and then I also can't remember any of the character names, so that's 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 a me problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Mostly that now that I'm an adult, a lot of YA, then I'm like, I'm like, you're 16 years old. Like, you can't... Do anything. You can't run the government. Stop it. Like, <laughs> 70-year-old people can't run the government. Everyone is stupid. Like, like, right? Like, an idiot 17-year-old? That would be funny. Who's, <laughs> like, accurately portraying, like, a politician. <laughs> It's like kind of dumb. <laughs> That'd be a fun book. This it wouldn't be why it'd be like comedy. It'd be like fantasy comedy. It's like screwball fantasy satire. <laughs> yeah. It's a what's funny. What's interesting in YA is that since normally the other characters are also all Y, they're also all youths. Then it's like I just always think I'm like if you're some forty five year old who's been like playing the political game for years and then like all of a sudden this seven like, seventeen year olds just come and like fuck around. Yeah, just like overthrow you and you're like what the fuck? What? How did this happen? And they're like. I have light in my veins. And you're like, I went to college. I've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. Right. And they're like, that's why we need to overthrow you. And I'm like, I see that. But like. <laughs> I understand the, the rage because same. Right. I was like, we all feel that. But also, uh, you you haven't kissed anyone yet. So <laughs> you haven't been able to untangle your love triangle. The world has not expanded and contracted enough to understand the stakes of what you're doing. Right. I was like, you're still tangled in your like love triangle. How are you going to like in- unentangle yourself from the world love triangle? <laughs> 
Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> Man. We would not be good way out. <laughs> it's that I still love it. I just like sometimes when I look at it. When you really think about it. Yes. It's that I, <laughs> it's I when you think too hard. It's that when I read it, I love it. And then I like go to someone who's not a YA reader and try and explain this book that I'm like, you should read this book. And then as I'm explaining it, I'm like, uh... You know what? <laughs> found a plot hole <laughs> wait a, wait a second yes okay so so that was our yes that was our uh shadow of bones and it's uh i think directly a scene from the actual novels in which alina does get just does a powerful yeah. thing and gets captured from here on out i think her and the darkling like get sexy so like if you're into sexy Ew. things keep a tab on this one again this was haunting me haunting you by daddy yums <laughs> daddy yums daddy daddy yum yum <laughs> so uh hang out with them on ao3 if you like this and want <laughs> the darkling and alina as lesbians to just get together <laughs> and like run away from the land the skiff wherever they were I'm I'm getting it wrong. Grisha? I get I don't know. No, they are the Grisha. I don't think they're in Grisha. Right? D, all of the above? I don't remember. We're bad at this game. <laughs> we're gonna Le- quit while we're behind. Remember how it's moments like this that I'm like, do I have reader's comprehension? No. No. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. <laughs> I need the previously on the other part of the book you read. <laughs> that's why I love Jane the Virgin so much. Because yes. I, I remember ex- everything that's going on. I need I need at the beginning of a chapter to be reminded of everything that has happened. <laughs> we should leave a space for Josie to chime in oh, and yes. tell us all of her feelings yes. on this fanfic. Now that we have fucked around for 45 minutes, this is a concise, like, five-minute, very intel- intellectual, academic-sounding uh, analysis of this fanfiction and probably a lot of corrections about this uh, whole, whole series. <laughs> Hello! For those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Josie. I am the editor for this podcast. However, for the next couple of minutes, I'm going to take off my editing hat and I'm going to put on my um, literary analysis hat. Uh, And just full, full disclosure, I am not actually an expert. I am an expert in comparison to Grace and Claire, which uh, maybe you've seen the the bars a little low. Uh, but I do read a lot, so basically I'm coming at this from a fan, from someone who has uh, read the books and who's, you know, really excited about the TV show and is just kind of like really excited about this world. So, number one, the book is called Shadow and Bone. I have no excuse for why Claire kept, not Claire, sorry Claire, this isn't Claire slander, this is mostly Grace slander, but I don't know why Grace kept saying Shadow of Bones, I'm fairly fucking positive the fic does say Shadow and Bone, and uh, baffles the mind, baffles the mind where Shadow of Bones came from. Is this nitpicking? Probably. Uh, am I an asshole for pointing that out? Yeah. Okay. We'll give me. We'll give me one asshole point. We'll we'll give Grace and Claire. They're still at zero. Okay. Actually, no. I take that back. Uh, Grace and Claire still get a negative one because um, it was very obvious to get the right fucking name and they didn't do it. Um. Okay. Grisha pronunciation. So I did recently find out that it is pronounced Grisha. Do I find that pronunciation pretentious and overly complicated in like a classic cheap fantasy novel way? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, This isn't about me and the things that I want. So I'm going to say Grisha, even though I said Grisha-verse in the prompt. Whatever. It's Grisha. Grisha. Okay? Uh, Well, give me another negative point. So uh, negative two, negative one. Grace and Claire. Um, Okay, so I want to talk a bit about the Darkling. First of all, the Darkling, I believe, 
is essentially a title, has kind of been an inherited position over many centuries. When you first start the books, that's that's the line. There's minor spoilers. It's not a big deal, I promise. I, prom I won't do that to you, baby, okay? Um, so the Darkling isn't a name, per se. The Darkling is not 17. Alina's 17. Alina is a classic 17-year-old protagonist, but the Darkling is not. I do think the Darkling, when you first meet him in the books, is considered young. Younger than you thought he should be, but he's probably like 20s. But... The Darkling is actually immortal or long-lived. I, I feel like I told you that, Grace. Um, also, that's something that you could have found out in your research at the bare minimum. So uh, uh, negative point for that. Okay, so what, what, we're even right now, negative two, two. The other thing that I want to note, the Darkling is what is called a living amplifier. Essentially, what that means is the whole first trilogy is about amplifiers and amplifiers are basically the bones from certain animals that amplify Grisha powers. And a living amplifier just means that when they touch you, it magnifies your powers, it can compel your powers. We're gonna ignore all the sexual nuance there because I don't have time to get into that. But that's an important note for the Darkling. So let's let's uh, quickly transition about this scene. So this is a canon scene. It is a rewrite, a perspective switch of when Alina and the Darkling first meet each other. So what this fic author did, besides clearly gender bending the Darkling, making her a woman, she definitely took some stuff from the teaser, but she also condensed it down. So I'm gonna briefly explain what happened in the books, because then I think we'll, we'll clarify a couple of things. So Alina uses her power while trying to cross the Shadowfold. We don't need to go into what the fuck that is. Uh, but she uses her power while trying to cross the Shadowfold to fight the Volcra, who are trying to kill or steal the tracker. Uh, by the way, the tracker does not need a name, and I really hope that stays. It probably won't, but a really petty part of me just loves, we're just gonna gloss over it because there's no way we are supposed to like that tracker. One of the most baffling parts of this entire trilogy. But I digress. We've already spent too much time with him. Basically they bring Alina to the Darkling because they're like, she did this crazy shit. What the fuck was that? And the Darkling is trying to trigger her power because Alina says, I didn't do anything. <laughs> so first of all, he tries to scare her by plunging the entire tent into darkness as a way to like mimic maybe what was happening in the shadow fold. And she doesn't do anything. Um, and because the Darkling is a living amplifier, he grabs her arm and that doesn't work. Alina still does nothing because Alina's fucking stubborn as all hell. And so as a last resort, he does take a knife and cuts her because that is the, the only way we can get this bitch to use her power, to just frighten her into doing it, to basically be like, this is a life or death situation. And so her body will just kind of automatically use its natural Grisha power. And what happened in this thick version of that same scene is we just condensed it. <laughs> we just went straight to the knife. Uh, we didn't like fuck around with any theatrics. We didn't do this like dramatic, you know, ooh, I can make a deck on the deck thing. We just were like, look at this like dope ass ring I have that's a knife. By the way, note on that, I'm fairly positive. The, the ring is also from the teaser trailer, but whatever. The point is, uh, we just went straight to let's, let's slice your arm open and see if you glow. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm cool with that. I think that's smart. Last thing, um, I just wanna 
touch quickly upon the relationship between light and dark. So uh, there's like a classic balance between light and dark, but I do think throughout the whole trilogy and kind of throughout the whole series, light and darkness are not as easy or as definable as one might think. For example, the Darkling, uh, I do think he's more morally gray than your average villain, in part because his goals are admirable. But his methods for doing so are not admirable, uh, which normally would create an anti-hero archetype. However, the other aspect that makes the Darkling a villain is the fact that he believes he's the only person who can do it. Um, and he will manipulate other people so that he can achieve what he wants to do. A counterpoint to that, naturally, would be to have a morally gray protagonist, to have a morally gray hero. And it's a common criticism that Alina flirts with the darkness, but she's probably not as satisfyingly morally gray as she could be, or in a way that kind of counterbalances what the Darkling does. And the way that affects their romantic relationship, it, it basically it makes it not as satisfying as it could be. There could be like a lot of interesting tension going on um, with, you know, each of them kind of having this interplay of darkness and light and it doesn't quite go there as much as you want it to, or as much as I want it to. But that, my friends, is why we have fan fiction. <laughs> okay, so where we are with this point system. They get a negative point for that ring misunderstanding. I get points for knowing all that stuff for read I get points for reading the book. Let's give me like 5,000 um, and then Grace and Claire get another negative one. So what are they sitting at? Negative three, negative four. You lost, you lose. I'm gonna end it on that, so. <laughs> wow, that was so insightful. It made it sound like it is. <laughs> As I thought it would. You know, I'm not, <laughs> adulthood has taught me I don't know anything. That's fine, we don't need to. We're, we have jobs. We're fine. No, we're <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to learn. Just like guys. I said before, once you have to figure out taxes, it's really hard to be the main character. Your life changes. <laughs> you become an NPC. Right. <laughs> That's the point. So, Claire, uh, one book that I have actually read and actually remember <laughs> is... Honestly, most of Mar Margaret Atwood's work is uh, very treasured to me. Yep, yep. And so I have been trying to keep up with The Handmaid's Tale. Um, oh, what is her name? June. Yes, June, but what's the actress's name? I'm blanking. I love her. I've seen her in so Elizabeth many Moss. Elizabeth Moss. I was going to say Banks, and I knew that was not correct. No. Yes, no, I love Elizabeth Moss a lot. Um, and so I am really curious. I don't... Okay, here's my guess. I want you to bring me something Handmaid's Tale themed. I have a feeling that it's not going to be about the characters in Handmaid's Tale. It's going to be other characters in, like, a Handmaid's Tale scenario. You know? I really want to see, like, what a weird fandom is like. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this... I, I don't know what I would do. If someone told me to write Handmaid's Tale fiction, fan fiction, I'd be like, it's it's just how life is. What do you mean? <laughs> look around, look, look around. around. <laughs> See this world that we're living in. <laughs> Everything's the same. We just don't have bonnets. Yeah, what would you do with that? And also I like it. I know season four is, to match our season four, is coming out soon. <laughs> so I think it would be a weird place to explore. I'm excited. Let's see what happens. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on many places. You can follow us on Tumblr, on TikTok, on Instagram at Fine Pairings Podcast, and on Twitter at Fine Pairings Pod. And I believe all of our DMs are open in all of those places if you want to get in touch. Uh, you can also uh, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Number one, it really helps us. It helps 
people find our podcast and puts us up on the charts. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you write us a five-star review, you can take a screenshot of it and then send it to findpairingspodcast at gmail.com and you can... Claim a fabulous prize. And that, what is your prize, Grace? You get to pick what we write about for well, 500 words, and we will, depending on how many get, we've got a yeah. little bit more lately. So either that will come in at a bonus episode or uh, our finale. Yep. One of the two. And if you'd like more Fine Pairings content, you can also go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Fine Pairings Podcast. It's also down in the notes of the show. And in uh, all of our bios. I yes. Uh, and there you will have access to our coffee shop AU, which is Steam and Cream, where we read poetic readings of smut that we find and can't read on this normal podcast. Because it's too adult. The kids in these YA novels would not be able to listen. (laughs) I can run an army, but I can't listen to porn on Patreon. Because you're 17. Rude. Get out. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Don't get lost in the desert. I don't know. What it was. I don't know enough about Bones, Shadow, and (laughs) Bones. Stick to the shadows, my bony creatures. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Don't get eaten by a vulgar. I don't know if they eat people. They have knives for teeth. They probably do. But maybe they have a knife ring. That still sounds sick. <laughs> have fun in the universe. Tell us everything we said that was inaccurate today. Send it to our email. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.